sorry about that. I, I prayed, but apparently I was just praying to my, well, I was praying to the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit still heard me and hopefully uh, your spirit was prompted. Um, all right. So this morning, I'm going to continue a conversation I had with our staff yesterday about um, saying I'm sorry and apologizing. And um, I did I did some research on this yesterday, and it was really interesting that um, apologizing consists of confessing your sins and making reconciliation, which I think is nor like most of us, you know, would look at that and say that that seems to make a lot of sense. And scripture mentions that if we sinned or wronged someone, we should confess that sin both to God and others and make an attempt at reconciliation when possible. So let me get some parameters around. I think Dakota usually says, you know, what does Google say? So I did a Google um, on a couple words, but one of the things that I was taught early on, probably Rufus by you, um, is that sin is, is when you disobey God. Sin is, so just context, sin is disobeying God and reconciliation is to restore to friendship or harmony. So I heard Steve King's got a very distinguished voice. So I knew it was him when he jumped on and he's a friend of mine. And so if I uh, sin against him and I need to restore that friendship, um, what, what does that look like? And one of the things that, um, one of the things that we're used to saying to each other when I was talking to my staff about this yesterday is that we're used to saying, I'm sorry. Um, however, one of the questions I, uh, I posed to our staff is like, you know, when you, when you use the word uh, or the words, I'm sorry, um, is there evidence? Like, there's one thing for you to say it, but, you know, is there, is there any behavioral change? Like, when I say I'm sorry, uh, does anything besides the words, um, is there any evidence, is there any behavior that might change, or am I just using the word, which is in most cases at 55, Steve, I've used the word I'm sorry a lot of times just to kind of placate or deflect, right? Sorry, you know, and your kid, the, the joke is always, you know, with your kids, you know, say you're sorry, say you're sorry to your brother, say you're sorry to your sister. And then finally, you can just kind of um, intimidate your kids and I could, I could intimidate my kids enough to get the words out, but there was certainly no, um, there, there wasn't anything sincere about the words. And so, you know, if I ask you to take a minute and think about if you, if you've got a spouse or you, or you do have children or a very close friend, think of somebody, um, that is like really dear to you, somebody that you really value. And maybe think of a time I'm thinking of, uh, of a couple of situations with my kids and with my wife where, you know, they came to me and, and, and uh, or I, in the midst of my confrontation with them, they started to tear up. And I could see with that emotion, because there's, there's, you know, the, the tears in their eyes um, lent, led me to believe that I was hurting them in some way. And um, many times when that would happen, it wasn't intentional. Um, and I would see that, oh gosh, there's pain inflicted on my, my spouse, my wife, or my kids. And then I would feel that like gut wrenching, oh my gosh, I've overstepped my bounds. I've really hurt this person. And that feeling that wells up that you guys can probably all identify is that feeling of, oh my gosh, I've, I've hurt somebody. I am, 
I am deeply sorry. This is this did not go the way I had hoped it go. It would go. Um, so how many people have I done that to over the years? And then one of the questions I po I was at, I was journaling this morning on this topic, and um, it was maybe the Holy Spirit. Um, but I had this, this thought come to me that may have been from God. Like, how often have you done that, Jerry? And you didn't even know you did it. Like you said something or did something to somebody and then you go on with your day and those words or that action um, left a mark. Like how, how, many, how many times have I engaged with people over the years where when I left them and they were reflecting on our conversation that they teared up and I didn't even know it. It kind of makes me sick to my stomach as I even articulate this out, out loud. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm sure at 55, I've done that a lot. And so uh, one of the things that I was looking from the conversation yesterday is what's the Bible say about apologizing? You know, And I found some interesting content on it. One of the things that I learned that many of you guys are well aware of is that sincere apologizing, uh, apologizing requires humility. So not just saying the word, I'm sorry, but having a disposition of, of humility. Um, so one of my learnings was apologizing takes humility and humility is a character that God greatly values. When we humble ourselves and apologize to others, which can almost always be extremely difficult to do, we are showing honor, I love that word, and respect to those we have wronged. Apologizing comes from a humble heart, and God honors and favors this trait. And I've shared this story with my staff lots over the years, but my wife, Kelly, um, had she, she raised my four kids for the most part, uh, but she's not their biological mom. And she had never been married, no kids. And when she moved in with us, whatever, 15 years ago, um, not 15 years, sorry, that's 13 years ago. And, um, within the first week or two, she had one of those like, hey, Jerry, we need to talk. And um, she had said, you know, in the middle of the night, when I go to the bathroom, uh, when you leave the seat up, I fall in. And I was like, oh gosh, I never even thought about that. So I will make it a point to make sure that when I use the restroom, I will put the seat down. Well, a week or two later, she came back to me and said, hey, we need to talk again. Um, it happened again last night and I knew that I was putting the seat down. So I knew it was one of my boys. So I went and had a come to Jesus meeting with my boys. And I said, Hey, you know, when you use the restroom, you got to make sure that you put the toilet seat down because, you know, Kel is going to fall in and we want to honor her. And I think so over the past, whatever years, um, that I don't think, and I, I asked her this last night, I, I said, I don't think I've once left the seat up. And she acknowledged that's probably true. So I did it. You know, I, I was sorry. I didn't even know I was doing something that was dishonoring to her or, or difficult, whatever the situation is. Um, but I honored her in, enough <clears throat> that my behavior changed. So I don't know at that time. I'm sure I, I would think I would, say, would have said I'm sorry. But more important than the words, my, uh, my behavior changed. And there's some great scripture verses around um, honoring and reconciliation and forgiveness. And one of them is James 4, 6. It says, but he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. It takes humility 
to be like authentically sorry, right? And then James 4.10, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. And again, we're things that I'm used to saying a lot of these scripture verses or reading these scripture verses or acknowledging these scripture verses. But as we, we're learning through story form life as well, is there, is there a depth to that? And then apologizing, apologizing consists of confessing your sins and making reconciliation again. So sin, disobeying God, reconciliation to restore friendship or harmony. Um, scripture mentions that we have sinned or wronged someone. We should confess that sin both to God and others and make an attempt to at reconciliation when, when possible. First part of apology is to help heal the other person. The second part, this is really interesting for me, is to heal you, right? So you've sinned, causing the need to apologize. And the first part of the apology is to help that other person, right? So my wife's name is Kelly. Hey, Kelly, you know, I'm sorry for dishonoring you. Please forgive me. But the second part is for your healing because of your sin. Um, and James 5.16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Again, so that you may be healed. So I've sinned. I'm apologizing and I need healing. Not only do I need to reconcile, reconcile the relationship with Kelly, but I need to be healed. I need to be reconciled with the Lord, right? So 1 John 1 through 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify, purify us from unrighteousness. Re repentance is a, re a requirement of genuine apology and repentance is also a mandate of scripture. Um, really interesting. We need to apologize, but do I acknowledge that I have sinned? Right. So think about that in context of apologizing. Hey, Kelly, I'm sorry for hurting you for saying what I said. Um, so there's that piece. And then the acknowledgement. Do you do I even acknowledge that I've sinned, that I've disobeyed God? Genuine repentance requires a sincere desire to modify our behaviors and future actions, thus turning away from this behavior. So I was talking to my staff yesterday. You know, how many times do you. Um, you know, talk to a coworker and say, gosh, I'm sorry, you know, and, and, you know, Mark and I, Mark and I have been working together for 14 years or so. And, um, you know, how many times do we say to each other, Hey, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm apologizing for the exact same thing. Hey, Mark, I'm sorry for, you know, not setting that project up correctly. You know, I'm sorry for, um, the aggravation that caused you when you were in the field, Mark doing thus and such. But am I apologizing for the same thing? And is there actually behavior um, changing? You know, the, the people that I've apologized to the, the most, if I audited that apology and went back and said, hey, have you seen my behavior change for the things that I've been apologizing for? I mean, that would be, that would be tough, right? Hey, Dakota, I've apologized for this. Um, you know, my anger, my burst of anger over the years, but, are you seeing any behavioral change? Is there any evidence that I'm actually trying to change that behavior? Genuine repentance requires a sincere desire to modify our behaviors and future actions, thus turning away from the behavior. That's a great challenge, very convicting for me. In Matthew 4.17 says, from then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Uh, and then continuing in Mark, so the disciples went out telling everyone that they met to repent 
of their sins, excuse me, and turning to God. Apologizing is a form of seeking and making peace, which the Bible instructs us to do. How would you know if you made peace? If the other person says, it's okay, it's all good. I'll finish up with this for today. Um, you know, a lot of times I might apologize to Steve and he might say, it's okay, it's all good. But is it really? You know, how many times have you said you're sorry and the next time you see that person, they just seem a little distant, right? And so you might say, you know, I, I asked Steve to forgive me and he said, it's all good, don't worry about it. But the next few times I got with him, it didn't seem like it was all good. And so just because they said it's all good, did you really make peace, right? Um, does the, has, is the relationship been repaired? And obviously sometimes, well, a lot of times it takes a lot of time um, for that. We can see through scripture that God honors and blesses those who strive for an attempt to make peace. Apologizing is definitely an act of peacemaking. And I got to be sensitive to time. So I'm going to, there's a bunch of uh, scripture examples. Um, if you guys remember the story of Joseph, where his brothers um, sold him into slavery. And after Jacob's death, you know, the brothers feared they were going to get, you know, uh, Joseph was going to retaliate. And, and, and in fact, he did the opposite. He forgave them. Um, David uh, confessing his sin and guilt to Nathan, et cetera, et cetera. The Bible's filled with stories of people asking for forgiveness. Paul, right, wrote most of the New Testament. Great example um, of uh, asking for forgiveness, speaking to the, the high priest partially. So anyway, I guess my, my challenge for myself today is to, uh, to really work on transparently um, asking for forgiveness and then getting with, you know, in this case, Steve, if I, if I wrong Steve King, um, that I apologize and, and seek reconciliation and looking for evidence that, um, that re reconciliation that we've made peace is really important. So uh, I'm good at, I'm, I think I'm good at saying, I'm sorry, I need to get much better at, um, reconciling that relationship and, building peace back into that relationship. So anyway, again, apologize for the technical difficulties. I've been doing this on Zoom for over a year and I'm still not so great at it. So please forgive me and I will work to get better at this. All right, I am going to pray us out. Lord, thank you for today and the conviction that um, you've placed on my heart. And Lord, if there's there's people that I need um, that, I owe an apology. Just ask you to bring them to my attention right now. Anybody listening um, who's on their heart and mind that they need to not only apologize, but make re reconciliation uh, to them. Just ask you to help us have the courage to do that, to take steps um, courageously to uh, seek forgiveness and to make peace with those that, uh, that we need to do so, God. So we just love you and we thank you for today and everything that you have in store for us. You have in store for us, God. We love you. Amen.